Hey guys, welcome back to season three of the Boxcast podcast. I am beyond ecstatic about season three. We got so many cool things in store for you. But this episode, particularly, I cannot tell you the coolest things we got here today. But by the way, my name is Gary. And I'm Danielle. And we cannot wait to get started. So here we go. Today, we're going to introduce you, AJ, the CEO. Even with this a little amount of people, can I do impact some change? So what I did is, hey, instead of me making this wonderful $500 from YouTube a month, let me go ahead and give that back in a way, because I'm like, why can I, how can I expect to have millions and give to help if I can't give with the 500 that I'm getting Mm. right now? The earlier chance of my mission of my ministry was to help at least um, 100 churches live stream. And that was before COVID. At the end of the year, we helped 100,000. AJ, it's good to have you in here. I have been following you for a long time. I know a lot of our production staff here have, every time they go to look up something about any hardware or piece of equipment in terms of live streaming or video production, they see your face and it's like you're everywhere. I mean, what is with that, man? Like, you're everywhere. <laughs> hey, I'm hey, I, thankful. Um, I, I, I guess it was really just trying to be out there and help because really when I was trying to do this, I couldn't find anything that made sense. So I just try and document the fact that, hey, I don't know everything. Let's try and discover it together. Mm, that's good, man. I like that. I like your philosophy in that. Well, I can tell you I've talked you up a lot with uh, Danielle and myself and our production team. So here's the thing. I, I, I Facebook stalked you. I have YouTube stalked you. I have website <laughs> stalked you. Um, the only thing I haven't done is driven down to your house and actually stalk you. So I don't know how you feel about (laughs) that, man, but I know there are so many cool details about you and I want to get into everything from how you got started to where you're going, why you did it. Obviously we got a little piece of that earlier, but like, I want to talk about almost everything related to you, to your YouTube channel, Facebook groups, to your ministries, whatever you're doing. But I'm just going to highlight a few things that I know about you. You can, I would love for you to expound (laughs) on them. You are classically trained in classical instruments. Is that correct? I wouldn't say classically trained, but I mean, um, I did have, um, as a preacher's kid, my my dad had all of us, me and my two sisters, going through piano. Um, I hated piano. My 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 teacher Lily, who was the minister of music at my dad's first pastorate, used to spank me because I wouldn't do what I was supposed to do. And then I bumped into her. My sister, all of us sing, and we do music. My whole family. But my sisters never stuck to the instrument, so they still sing, great singers. And I ended up going back to my um, dad's first pastorate as a musician because my girlfriend at the time was going there. And I'm playing on the piano, and I somebody comes back and puts me in a headlock and starts choking <laughs> me. And I'm getting ready to punch him, and I turn around. It was my music teacher, Lily. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like you didn't stand me. She's like, no, I was hard on you because I noticed when I gave you music, you improvised on the fly and you didn't read the music. So I was hard on you because I knew you were going to actually do something. Wow. Wow. What instruments are you like? That's awesome. It's it's crazy. (laughs) I was hard on you. Don't, (laughs) don't put me in a headlock again. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. What instruments? Um, I play, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, what instruments do you, do you, do you do? Like what, what instruments do you know? I, play um, mainly piano and organ 
Um, but through middle school, high school, and college, um, played trombone, baritone, and dabbled a little bit with tuba. Wow. Yeah, I can't do any of those, man. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I, I learned keyboard for maybe six months as a kid. I can play jingle bells, and that's about it. Wow, so, yeah. Um, yeah, hats off to yeah, you. <laughs> absolutely. That's cool. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you also uh, were in the military, correct? You were in the, the United States Marine Corps. By the way, thank you for your service, my friend. Um, and what did you do in there? What did you do there in that whole time? The funny thing is I came out going, supposed to be a part of the president's own band. But um, when I took my ASVAB and I finished boot camp, my senior drill instructor, Sergeant Sinclair, was like, no, you're going to the desert and you're going to be a communications <laughs> oh, technician. That's great. Oh, no, <laughs> you're going to be a cob tech in the desert. Yeah. OK. And, and uh, did you actually go overseas and, and serve then? No, actually, I got out on medical um, because um, some I, I can't get into the details if you weren't there, but uh, <laughs> but uh, somebody got in trouble and our um, CO took us on a 26 mile run in the desert. <laughs> Something popped. I got out on medical. Wow. Wow. But hey, I mean. We're, we're just grateful for your service. Uh, we really appreciate that. So, but I mean, you're a very, uh, you're, you have a very wide range of knowledge, which is, I think was what is so appealing for me as kind of like your newest fanboy or your oldest fanboy, whichever one you want to put first. Um, but I mean, like there are some things that I just, I'm just astounded by how much, you know, I like, can, can I just go into a few things that I know that you obviously have massive control over in your knowledge world? Okay. Sure. I know you consult with other churches on, on media, media tech, media installations, right? Um, I, know, I know you do that on a regular basis. Is that right? You're a consultant? Yes. Okay. You also, you custom build streaming PCs. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. How, can you tell me how about how many you've built so far and I, I don't know, your whole career? Uh, maybe a hundred and seven. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. And is that like return people coming back for you for one? Or is that just like brand almost new or a mixture of both? Um, I've not from an arrogant sense. I've never had anybody come back and say, well, let me take that back. I've had one come back, say that they were not satisfied with any of the stuff that I built. And that was actually because it was a motherboard issue. Um, but no, most of the time I'll have people that they were like, hey, we like this so much. Could you build us another one for something else? Wow. Wow. Now you also build kind of like custom OBS bundle package and like media package, right? As well. Yeah. And that's available on your yes. website that you sell them and, and consult through. And then of course you show your entire YouTube base of, of 54,000 plus subscribers. Am I wrong? Yes. I am that's wrong. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, you're right that I'm at that amount. Now, I I remember. I think it was two weeks ago. I was checking out on a few things. I was watching your your and you do a Friday AMA on your YouTube channel, AJ the CEO. And I was watching it, and I was like, "This is great." And I looked at your subscriber base a week and a half later, and I saw it it rose by like 300 people in two weeks. That's that's impressive. I mean, to me, that's impressive. Um, I'm just astounded at how many people you have. And then you have a Facebook group. Uh, can you, can you give us the name of the Facebook group just to make sure I don't get it wrong? It's, um, for me, um, for M E or modern media ministry made easy. Wow. And you boast about 2,800, uh, followers there as well. And 
I think I, and we told you this in, in pre-setup that, you know, I think of the thing that I'm most astounded by um, is the fact that this is all, you know, really well built, but like your, your engagement is all organic engagement. Like people are just, they want to know knowledge and they want to, they want somebody to help them. And, and you just, you know, your whole group of people and your followers, you guys just Thor hammer this thing, you know, all the way down. Um, and I've, I've seen comments after comments. I've seen new people posting. It's, it's astounding. It's just, it's, I think it's really what you intended for that to be built, but it's really cool. And I'm, I'm, I told you, I'm going to fanboy all over you today because I know a lot about your stuff. I follow you and it's, I just think it's really awesome. Um, I'm super stoked to have you. So first and foremost, friend, Thank you so much for for joining us today. We are just elated at the fact that you're here. But I got I got a uh, I got mm -hmm. like three pages worth of questions. I know Danielle does too. So uh, this is going to be like, like a six <laughs> <Yes>. hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, hey, but thank, thank you for the invite. To be quite honest, it's like this is humbling. When I got when I did all of this, and I'm not trying to you know bogart any of the questions, but it's like I, I had to say it because it's it's humbling because this was really just meant to try and educate my local ministry because I couldn't find anything. And to see where it is right now, it is, I ain't trying to get emotional, but it's like, it's, it's really humbling because that that's the best I could say right now. I, I guess I'll get into it, but I mean, it's, I'm just trying to restrain myself. <laughs> all right, man. That listen, I am not going to restrain myself. So <laughs> we're, we're, let it fall out, AJ. Come on, buddy. Come with me. It's okay. It's all right. Um, well, let, let's just dive into some really good things that I have for us today. And Danielle, I know she's got a few things with this too. So oh, yeah. uh, let me ask you, AJ, is this your full-time job now? Is this what you do full-time? Um, or is this kind of like a side gig, a side hustle? This is um, for the last five years. This is exactly the only thing that I do. Wow, five years. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's impressive, man. That's impressive. And what did you, outside of, of course, being, you know, involved in the, in the military and, and building, you know, custom PCs, like what, what did you do prior to doing this? <clears throat> Since I was 13, I was a choir director and musician. And then outside of that, I was a ETL developer working on SQL databases for health systems, small software companies, um, and things like that. Wait, so you're software engineering? Yeah, well, I worked for a software company. I was actually an implementation tech. They actually made hoteling software before um, we started having people work from home. I worked at a company who made software to promote that maybe 13 years ago. Um, and I used to go and install that stuff for like my last few clients were like that I worked with were Verizon, Toys R Us, MetLife, um, and um, GSA with the government. Those are my clients that I used to be the point of contact to install this stuff for them. And I was there kind of like their tech and trained them on how to use it and things like that. That's awesome. That's, that's nuts, man. <laughs> that's nuts. I mean, I mean, that's some big names and some big brands and that's, that's a lot of information. Like, so, okay. So it all kind of makes sense now as to where you get your, your technology from. I, I, I can see that. That's interesting, but that's kind of cool. Cause your background definitely leads into where you're headed next. Right. So, um, and, and I guess we kind of want to start focusing in all on that a little bit. So, um, DK, I know you've got a question or two for him. Yes. So the first question that we have is where do you see church media going? from today, tomorrow, 
10 years from now? Where do you, where do you see that heading? The, the vision that I, I believe that we could go is to have, instead of, um, having really educating ministries to where it's they're not just doing a broadcast on Sunday. They have a multi-day, multi-hour um, television network or media network that's on every platform that's current or in the future to where, uh, hey, I'm not just chiming in to see Sunday service. Like, and I, I guess I'm hopefully not throwing my idea out for somebody to steal, but I guess I really don't care. But I mean, just have like the grand vision of it is to have um, entertainment and content that people can digest in any way, shape or form, not just spiritual stuff, not just physical stuff, entertainment, like having like one of the visions I've been trying to work here in the area is to bring media ministries here in the Richmond area together. And we have a iron chef because a lot of ministries, they haven't been able to cook like they used to. And I want to go in and, Hey, have a camera crew at one church and another one. Like, Hey, you know, we want to show you highlight all the sister Mary who hasn't been able to cook in a bunch of years. Like, look, Hey, we're going to donate to this ministry, but Hey, let's have some nice camaraderie between these ministries. And here's a basket of food. You need to be able to pre create a wholesome, healthy, low gluten, um, anniversary dinner that you normally would do, but you got two hours to do it. And we compete against two ministries and then we bring them together and then strangers have to come in and eat. And then we're able to bless the ministry at the end with, Hey, we want to donate a thousand, two thousand dollars to this ministry in here, here, here. And it just shows that, Hey, everything ain't got to be talking about the Bible all the time. We can let the Bible in people mm -hmm. be shown. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. Can I come? That's awesome. Can I come to that? <laughs> sure thing. You send me. I say I'm not a great cook, but I'll come. Yeah, eat. send me the invite, no buddy. Problem. I'm all over that. Absolutely. <laughs> so when you say so, you're you're talking about whole like wholesale uh, media and production. You're not even just talking like like you said, mm -hmm. like, like just focusing in on a Sunday morning service or you know a Wednesday Bible study or something like that. But like you're you're focusing in on doing media ministry across the entire board, regardless if that's you know ministry related. Um, and, and toe, right? So like you're wanting to go across, across channels, across aspects, um, and, and, and just totally, yeah. you know, bring that entire production availability to that setup. Right. Yes. Cause I, I mean, I, my stance of being in church my entire life is the issue that I, the opportunity that media ministry allows us to be is to be transparent. Like I've had a lot of people on my channel, a few people on my channel is like, why don't you edit your video? And why do you show all the mistakes? Nobody wants to see that. I was like, no, you don't want to see that. I like to be transparent to be like, I don't know everything, but I have, I hope to show an attitude of willingness to show that I'm going to work through it. And I think that from a ministry standpoint, a lot of people have this mindset. I don't want to come to church. I don't want to be associated with it because I'm not perfect. And I think that we need to show that, hey, we can have fun. Oh, we we can't, not, not I'm going to do it now, but hey, you're not going to bust hell wide open because you slip and say a bad word or you say, or you watch bad movies and stuff. It, it's like, needs to be relatable. And I think that if we can come from a standpoint of like my Q&As that I do, yeah, everybody knows I'm a Christian, but I'm not going to bash anybody upside the head with a Bible. But I want people to see that I'm not a hypocrite and I live based off of what I'm doing. And it's not about me trying to tell you what you should do 
I'm just going to be here to help as much as I can. And hopefully to use the church word, my light shine so people can see me. And it's not about, hey, are you only helping me because you because I'm a Christian too? No, I don't care who you are. I'm about helping whoever. I, and that's the problem. I, I like the I like the word you said, relatable. Like that that's a big thing that Boxcast mm-hmm. tries to do as well. Like we try to make sure our, our our understanding of live streaming, especially in church world, is a relatable concept, right? So we we totally understand that. Let me ask you, what is the uh, weirdest question? you have ever received from anybody, whether it's in your Facebook group or over YouTube, AMA, you know, Q&A style, what is the weirdest question you've ever gotten? <laughs> hey, you're doing so good. Can you just donate an entire system to our church? And you, wait, hold on. That's, <laughs> wait, but, but if I don't recall, if I recall, you did raise money for something like that recently, right? Mm-hmm. And isn't that something that you still have ongoing, if I'm not mistaken? Can you give us the details about how that worked and what, what was going on with that? Well, originally, getting started when the ATEM Mini first came out, I knew this was kind of difficult. That's when COVID really hit and it was hard to get a handle on stuff. So I, as a way of giving back, because again, my, my platform is always meant not to be like, oh, yes, I'm thankful for this. I need to get a million. I need to have my silver play button hanging on the wall. Yeah, I'm excited about that. But my whole thing is I felt that for me is I used to sit down and ask my dad the entire time, and I ain't trying to get scriptural or nothing, but there was a scripture that says that greater work shall you do um, than me when I was here. And I used to always ask my dad, it was like, where are the greater works? I don't see anybody doing anything on the same level of that man in that book that was talking about it. And then that just melded me and molded me at that time to where it's like, hey, I'm at this platform, even with this a little amount of people, can I do impact some change? So what I did is, hey, instead of me making this wonderful $500 from YouTube a month, let me go ahead and give that back in a way because I'm like, why can I, how can I expect to have millions and give to help if I can't give with the 500 that I'm getting right now. So I, I'm like, hey, it's not a lot, but hey, let me at least help one ministry as once a month. And I did that for six months where I gave a ATEM away to every month. And then, all right, that's good. Now we got to kick it up a notch because thankfully I've been blessed with more. So let me give more. So we did a 24 hour Q&A um, live stream which I will not do again solo. Um, and we, we, the goal was to raise $5,000 to do an entire setup, kind of like all this equipment right here that's going to a ministry, is to raise that and to give it away to someone. Um, and that's, what, that's the whole goal of the, the earlier chance of my mission of my ministry was to help at least um, 100 churches live stream. And that was before COVID. At the end of the year, we helped 100,000. So that was way more than I thought. So I'm like, hey, let's push it to the limit. Let's see what we can do. Because there's, again, I'm sorry, you, you messed me up by saying this. It's like there's a scripture that says he can do exceedingly and abundantly above everything you ask or think. So our responsibility is to push our imagination to the limit. If we can push our imagination to the limit, then he can do above that. So if I'm believing we can help 100,000, then I shouldn't be surprised when the 10 million happen after mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's such a good philosophy, man. Uh, at least in the fact that you just like, it's not all, you know, it's not all about just you, you know, your goal is to help out and, and to get people to understand that you can do things like this. Um, 
and I just it, it's admirable for me because it's uh, being you know in in churches mostly doing media ministry and and then trying to work through you know how to do live streaming production that it, it's a tedious thing like learning how to do all of this learning how to get everything moving and shaking and getting it getting it working that's it's a tough thing there's a lot of knowledge behind that a lot of knowledge behind that um so i guess in that regard um where do you see like what would you tell a new church um who has not been live streaming or hasn't started any kind of like live streaming or even just media in general where where would you point them where would you send them to go to get started um in their purse or their pocket with the phone that they have start with what you got um a lot of I've, I've bumped into a lot of ministries that think that they don't want to get started because they don't have the $7.8 billion that they fictitiously made up in their mind that it costs to get started. Um, I, I just like we have a ministry that's out in the Philippines and they sent a picture. I wish I had the picture here, but they have their phone. And they just have it propped up on some hymnals in the back of a room. And that's what they start and that's what they live stream with and that ministry has seven thousand people that watch every wow wow and it's not about it's not about the hardware it's the first thing i would tell people to start is to wrap around their mind that this is a tool it is not a replacement for anything um hey can you catch a fish with a fishing rod yes how much more can you catch with a net that that's all it is when people come in thinking that all of this, the lights and everything are meant to replace everything, they're missing the point. So I'd rather tell ministries, if you want to get started with um, the live streaming and you don't understand the purpose of what you're doing, don't get started because you're actually going to make it worse for everybody else. That, that's a really good segue into the next question. What do you think the purpose for churches to live stream is? Like, what is like the the highs, the lows? Like, why should they be doing it? Because it's not meant for live streaming. Is meant for everybody else that doesn't come. It, it's not the. I, and that's the one thing I tell a lot of ministries. Your live stream is not for the lazy people that don't want to come to church this Sunday. The live stream is for that person that unfortunately has to work um, to support his family in the inflation for the days that we have service that they can't get there. It's meant for that person who is a convicted, um, you know, child offender or whatever you want to call that's been healed and delivered, but legally they can't come to church anymore. It's meant to reach everybody else. Anybody else that's coming into the building, that's great. This isn't meant for you. It's meant to reach everybody else that they've had such a stigma or they've had such a neck. Like I remember one pastor, he was a, a rabbi out of um, Israel that reached out and we had a kind of like a consortium sit down and talk kind of a zoom. And he said that he was against all this live stream and stuff. And his sister was very anti to Christian beliefs and everything. She spent years just talking down about it and something happened in her life to where she wanted to change but she couldn't downplay all the stuff that she said and her own internal talking wouldn't allow her to go into the church because she's like oh my gosh everybody's going to judge me because i just did this so live streaming allowed her to find her relationship and get past the all the junk that she had to do and when that when that pastor said he saw that he said i was beating her down the entire time saying she needs to get into church 
not realizing that she found her relationship by using this tool that I was against. With that being said, what may be some of the downsides to live streaming other than if the equipment isn't working? You know, we had some when our trials this morning, we had some technical difficulties we, we went through. Obviously, we were able to start right after we were finished. But I mean, on Sunday, if you're at 10 a.m. start and you don't have equipment working, we know that's a downside. But like, what other downsides are there? But also, how can people take those downsides and just, you know, make the best of them? The downsides is thinking that this is going to be a turnkey solution. And now that you got it, it's just automatically going to work. That's not the case. I, I always tell people it's not um, if things are going to break, it's when they're going to break. Because they always will. Um, so the, mind, it, the main thing I would say, the downside is have an unrealistic expectation of everything that's going to happen. Just because you have this and you're live streaming doesn't mean billions of people are going to start watching you. It doesn't mean that everything is going to work perfectly, that your upload speed and um, Facebook, YouTube, whatever platform you decide to go to, is just going to be perfect every single time. You're, you're not going to get hit for copyrights on stuff that somebody don't own. No, it's the mindset of there's always going to be something. Don't think it's going to be perfect. Don't have a pessimistic attitude when you look at it, but just realize, realize I'm more than capable. Whatever situation that comes up, it'll be handled. Um, and that that's that's a good that's that's a good philosophy for a minute. So let me switch a little bit of gears here. Um, more so than anything, what what is your favorite, like your favorite absolute thing about doing media ministry? Other than like, you know, being able to talk about scripture and and the Bible, and of course, being able to go to churches and help them. You know, what what is your most favorite thing about you know media ministry? Um, but maybe even just what is your favorite production category? I'm honestly, and I, I hate to say this, but it's true, is um, opening up the eyes of people, being able to be a bridge builder and stuff to where we're able to show a younger generation that hasn't had any availability to do anything in leadership to where I can bring them to the older generation who traditionally is in charge of everything who is frustrated because they don't understand this tech and be like, hey, these people that you've been ignoring the entire time, you don't have to figure it out. Work with them. Hey, younger folks, hey, now you have responsibility. Now you can you now can take ownership of what you got. When I see that aha moment, go with them instead of it like we have to be in charge to the older generation saying we always have to be in charge and there's nobody here to where they can realize man, we're actually a team and I don't have to figure this stuff out. We have other people that are reliable. If we just gave them a chance, they are reliable. Or the younger folks is like, man, they ain't just a whole bunch of old people just nagging and being complaining the whole time. It's, it's showing them they have all the resources that they ever needed right in front of their eyes. It's a um, book called, um, written by Russell Conwell called um, Acres of Diamonds where it talks about everybody else is looking everywhere else for the solution when it's right under their feet. Yeah. With that, do you feel that sometimes it's hard to get volunteers or this younger crowd to like want to get involved? And then like, I mean, if, if it is, how do you, you know, motivate them? If it's not, how do you get the older crowd who are in charge to, to really understand and accept the fact that, 
these kids, I mean, I'm almost 30 and my 14 year old niece definitely has more knowledge in some of the like social and tech field. And it's literally my career. So like, I understand that these kids spend a lot of time on it. How do you get them to want to help with this and get them motivated as well? I would say that we need to find the bridge for them. Like going in and saying like, and I'm saying this verbatim because I heard somebody say this. They said, um, why don't y'all lazy kids come up here and do this and this and that? I said, well, because nobody wants to, you're coming from a confrontational type of standpoint. I'm more of showing, hey, like for me at my old church, um, they were saying, AJ, why don't you get these people motivated? No, I'm not going to do that. Why don't you recruit some people? No, I'm not going to do that either. All I did was met them where they were at. So they were watching YouTube. So I started making videos and I kept promoting it. And then I would have it Sunday. Man, Mr. AJ keeps showing up on my YouTube feed. And then sooner or later, they would see it and then they watch a video. Wait a minute, Mr. AJ, he, he's, he's got more stuff. He's got more subscribers. And all he's talking about is what we saw him do last Sunday. So I met them in what was interesting to them. And then I showed them like, hey, this is where you can work. I had like two people that, that were in the media ministry just hiding not doing anything because we were in a balcony. They can get away from doing traditional stuff. And they went to school for media, um, a mass communications, and they came back after their first semester like, oh, my God, AJ, I feel so stupid. I didn't realize that what we're studying, I had my hands on for six years. And I was able to accelerate. Even by me being in the media not doing anything, I surpassed my class. And then it was like, oh, I get it now. And I was, they're like, man, I have all these tools, all these toys that my ministry has. I can do what everybody is doing here on social media here at church for free. And I don't have to pay for nothing. Once you see that, they're like, oh, every week I learn how to do something at church that's helping me on my Instagram, that's helping me on YouTube, that's helping me on Facebook. And we feel that bridge of like, hey, this isn't just busy work. You can take these skills that you're doing at church in every business, especially now, you you can market yourself very easily with these skills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, you, you have 54,000 followers on YouTube. You said you met them on YouTube. How did you get started? Like, I mean, you kind of dipped on it a little bit, but did you just decide like, hey, I want to show people what I'm doing to help them, you know, or was there, was there an alternative motive or anything like that? Or you were just like, let me just create some of these videos. Let me just show the world how, how simple this can be once you do learn it. Yes, it was an alternative motive. Um, they're not going to, who, if somebody listens to it, they're not going to like my answer, but it's true. I got on YouTube because I got tired of having media ministry meetings at my old church to try to train the media and no one came. So, Ooh, and so I, oh, I made oh, the video. Bro, oh. <laughs> so I made the videos because I hated repeating yes. myself. Oh, tell me about it, AJ. Oh, you're, oh, you just said the magic words in my heart right there. Nobody, nobody came. I know that feeling. Oh. Oh, you man. know, so it'll be like, hey, so... could you, could, yeah, it'd be like, AJ, could you show me this again? No, you can go watch the video that I recorded when I did it here by myself. Oh, AJ. see, and so that's that. That's the thing I think I love most about you right now. It is the fact that you get that, like, you understand that concept. So, you saw a need, you saw you saw a huge gap, and you were filling the need, right? And you saw this huge gap, 
and you're like, well, if this isn't working this way, we're going to try it a different way. We're going to, we're going to go a different route about it. I love that. I love that. It's so hard um, to get people to, how do I say this? It's so hard to get people to show up to something that they're telling that they're telling you that they need, right? And then when you finally f- facilitate that that fix, it's so hard to get them to actually like facilitate their own solution, um, and and get there and learn it. So I love the fact that you turn to video and to YouTube to make that happen. I just love I love that. That's the, it's one of the smartest ideas anybody could do. And I and you see a lot of churches doing that. A lot of organizations are doing that now. Like they're creating video content in order to to train their volunteers, right? It just makes sense. So. In, in that that realm of training, right, um, do you find that volunteerism is probably one of the hardest things to come about outside of learning media, media tech, and, you know, live streaming? No. Volunteering is easy. It's understanding the people and how to find, find how accomplishing this helps them instead of trying to take them and put it in the ministry. You know, it's, it's the people that are first. Because, again, like I, I had at the old church, they were like, AJ, why don't you get these people to join? I was like, I'm not going to ask anybody to join the media ministry. They're like, why? Because if I have to ask you to join, I also now responsible to keep asking you to stay, still stay. Compared to if you volunteer on your own volition, I don't have to keep asking you to stay because you found your own purpose on why you did it. I didn't, I don't, I didn't need anybody to always tell me, AJ, uh, are you going to be running the cameras today? No. Cause I, I, I've already identified that this is my calling right now in this season. I don't need you to remind me to do what I know is this just like, I didn't need anybody to remind me, Hey, you don't have, you only have choir practice on Tuesday. Why are you practicing on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Cause I want to perfect my craft. Right. 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 So you find it harder to find people outside of like just their purpose, but do you, do you find it hard now for people to want to have that interest? Um, Cause I mean, I like in our church, like my church specifically, and I know other churches, this is like one of the key things is like finding volunteers who are willing to have a, an interest in it, or at least wanting to be involved. Do you find that to be a case from some of the people you, you know, your clients or your followers? Yes. But it was because they sabotaged themselves most of the time, um, mainly, and, and it's just real, that most of the churches I've dealt with, 60 to 70% of them are 65 and older. And it got to the point, unfortunately, because of all the tech that we have, you can get an answer by the press of a button from your phone. So for that issue, the days of not talking to what people want <clears throat> to get an answer to right now people are getting tired of that so the younger generations have gone and left so your energy your your strength the the warriors that want to fight on the front lines they're not there so now when people are trying to desperately look look for those people to lead they're nowhere there to be seen that's why i'm seeing 65 70 year old people and pray for a hedge of protection around them trying to crawl in ceilings to pull cables and stuff like that because they're like we we had it and we sat on it we just expected to live off our past victories oh we were a budding church in the area we always had people here so it's always going to be like that and when it changed like my friend kyle said when COVID hit 
it allowed a lot of churches to gracefully bow out that should have died a long time ago. Hmm. And mm. so, yeah, that's, that's, that's go. Yeah, that's that's really tough. That's and, and I, I see what you're saying there. Uh, yeah. You know, the whole concept of, uh, you know, not progressing forward, like not not purposefully engaging and getting better and making things better and actively keeping that particular portion of ministry alive. Right. Or keeping that particular portion of whatever the church is doing alive right learning you know if you sit still you 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 know you get swept away and that's i i, I understand that concept yeah I, I get that so nowadays like with with all the things that you're involved in across social media um you know do you find uh, do you find um that there's like some hard and some easy things that you're like, you know, you're getting softball lobs here uh, with, you know, people who are questioning you uh, about things. Like, are there just some like super easy ones that you get, or there's some super hard ones that yet, but what might like, give me an example of what those might look like right now. As in hard as in dealing with people or just situations and questions in general. Situations, questions, you know, uh, circumstances that you're just like, wow, that that's a conundrum or, oh, that's easy, right? Like you're seeing that happen. It's, it's mainly the tech is easy. It's, it's, it's simple as that sounds and that might annoy people. The tech is easy. The issue is how to deal with the people um, and deal with the circumstances. So like to go back to one of the statements that you said, and it goes back to the other things we talked about, it's the mindset of be a problem solver no matter what it is, every problem can be solved coming into that situation that way. So back to the hard truth of nobody being here, there's a simple solution for that. Simple way to find volunteers, get your ministry registered to where you're being listed on the list of any local community college or whatever as an internship, go to their media mass communications department and offer volunteer positions at your church. That's a really good idea. I would say I I was a production major in college and I mean, we had to find internships all the time. And I like the hardest thing for me was finding ones that were either local to where we were at. Like, I mean, I lived in the middle of Ohio with my parents. Like there's not like big news stations or anything around me. So like in order for me to get an internship, I actually had to go live with family in Philadelphia, PA, because there was just nothing around me. So like had local churches been more, I would say progressive with media and things like that, like that would have been something that I would have considered. I know like we had a church on campus that they didn't live stream, but they had a whole tech setup that like some people within the department who were majors would go and they'd run the audio for internal use, but we never had the external use. We had mm. like our sports being live streamed. We actually, funny enough, used Boxcast back then as well. And I didn't know I was in a production truck all the time and I had no idea we used a little, a little Boxcaster, but um, you learn now it's a full circle for me, but had there been someone local, like, like a church offering something where they're like, Hey, come intern every Sunday, you know, be here twice, three times during the week to practice with setups, with rehearsals, with, you know, Bible study. Like I would have considered that because for me to have to move eight hours away in the summer before my senior year of college, like it was nice because my internship at least paid me. And so it was kind of like a summer job, but like, had I been able to stay home, work my normal job and do an internship, like I may have considered it. So I really think that's a super great idea for 
especially those who aren't fortunate enough to live somewhere with a bigger city or have, you know, family have the money to be able to send them off and let them go live in LA for three months in the summer and pay rent. Like that's a really good option to be able to help those who need that. But also maybe there are people who are just more interested in that. I mean, for me, my degree really pushed like television newscaster and that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to do movies and, you know, behind the scenes of things like, you know, like the podcast here, I love helping with it because it's just an interest. Whereas like, I didn't want to sit as an anchor in front of the desk and, you know, report the nightly news. So like that would have been so helpful. Like I'm just Gary's fanboying over you and I'm fanboying over the idea of being able to help someone. Um, as an alternative. So that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's the whole thing of just being able to, if you have this mindset of, I want to fix issues. I remember somebody, I think it was Robert Kiyosaki said this, or somebody said that um, his dad taught him that if you go into a situation with a statement, your mind shuts off. If you go in with a question, the, the biggest computer, most power computer we ever have is going to try and find solutions. So when somebody says, oh, this ain't going to work, your brain shuts down compared to how can I make this work? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, I know because I'm, I'm fanboying over you. I know I know you showed us earlier. DK wants to ask you a question. I, you know, yes. Daniel wants to I really mean, ask I know everyone question. at home I know you wants earlier. to know. Yeah, everyone at home wants to know what's your setup. Give us a little sneak peek. Walk us through a little bit of it. Like, give the people what they want just a little bit. All right, sure thing. So if we cut over here. So this is my main setup right now. I'm using the ATEM um, Mini Extreme, and I'm using a PTZ right now. So there's my multi-view. Can't see everything, but if I pan over here, I got my desk that's dirty right now, but <laughs> I got my studio camera my other camcorder, I have another overhead PTZ when I'm doing unboxings. Um, and that. then I have my two streaming systems right there. Um, and then you can't see it, but the system that's right under there's, there's the box cast right there in the corner, if y'all can mm-hmm. see that. Um, and yeah, then uh, boy, did I have another ATEM? And what you can't see right under here is my, my Mac Mini um mm-hmm. that's handling everything and i should have cleaned my floor before I turned over to that. Sorry. but i mean <laughs> and then my cameras that i'm working with right now my um joystick that i'm controlling then i have my audio and the other thing you can't see actually i did set up this other camera yay i did that for a reason <laughs> so this other camera so there's my there's my setup and i have a whole rack right here with a mm-hmm. uh x32 my switches everything like that. And there's the Mac and everything over there. Love that. My purpose driven Uh, miniature media ministry in the house. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's like confined like a whole broadcast booth into one, like, you know, 300 by 300 square foot area. That's great. I love it. I love, I love when you're online and you're doing like your, your, your ask me anything, your questionnaires, you know, and you all of a sudden you just cut to something. And all we see is this side view of you and your glowing keyboard <laughs> and your, you know, your 15 stream decks. And I, I love it. It's great. It's one of my favorite things to see happen. Absolutely, man. It's so cool. So, well, I, I am, uh, I, I, I'm an audio guy. So you're using X32. What, what microphone are you using? Is that a Rode mic you're using? Or Yes, these are Rode pod mics that I have here. And I got another one. 
right there. So sometimes when my daughter is here, I had one for her so she can talk and join me and then have a whole host of, I can't reach it. I got a host of the wireless ones, the Lark 150 and a bunch of handhelds and wireless mics and stuff like that. Cause a bunch of shotgun mics. Cause this, this was over um, a series of events, like in the next three months, I think we have to do another graduation for a school that we've done three years in a row. So we've just built up the stuff to live stream to help them out. And Hey, I, I try failing the just so hey we went out last time stuff didn't work went back got some new equipment didn't we learned something new and we're constantly changing so i don't just tell ministries or whatever like hey you got to constantly keep changing i mean that's the same reason why i do the same thing oh yeah and the technology mm, like just grows so fast i mean tomorrow there's going to be you know another new iphone and another six more cameras and you know we'll be in 8k at some point i'm sure like i mean everything's going to keep growing you can't be stuck in you know 90s dial up internet vibes so um i love that you mentioned your daughter comes down sometimes with you Do you guys ever do any youtube videos together you know does she ever like ask you questions she's like let me let me do the unboxing you know is she ever in that, there with that she sometimes i have her featured um, and she sits with me, um, when I'm doing a Q and a, and people will ask her questions and, um, that that's why, and then to answer that question and to add a caveat to it, that's why I'm thankful for the stuff that I'm doing right now that, um, when I was as an ETL developer, I, there was no way I can share or let my daughter see what I'm doing. Um, the, the best feeling that I ever had that I know I'm doing the right thing is when my dad, when my daughter would tell me, daddy, when school, when I'm finished my homework in classwork, I bring up your channel and I let my classmates see what you're doing. Or when she has video projects, she'll mimic me in how she does her video stuff, which is, I mean, I, I think is awesome because like I try and push her creativity of like, hey, you don't have to do what I do, but I want to show you that there's other options. And I think just from a, from a youth, from a church standpoint, it's like, yeah, I could play, I can sing. I mean, I'm five foot five, so I have no interest in sports unless we're doing martial arts. But, and I like to show that you don't have to be this fictitious top tier, good at music, good at sports to be successful. And, you know, you don't have to be this. I mean, I started from ground zero. I was like, my YouTube channel started with zero, just like anybody else. AJ, it's been great having you here, buddy, today, and I can't believe that you're online with us, and I'm so stoked. So if anybody was looking to interact with you, find out more about you, learn through you, where would they go to find AJ the CEO? Predominantly, it's on YouTube, um, AJ the CEO. Um, so YouTube.com slash at sign A-J-A-Y, the CEO, all one word. That's predominantly where I'm at. Um, all the other platforms, I'm not there as much, but I mean, I'm there. Um, so like anywhere you see any platform there is, there is an AJ to CEO and that is me. Um, it mainly it's YouTube. And then I'm on Facebook in the media group, um, where we are just answering questions. That's where people can find me at. AJ, again, we are so grateful that you came on and, and you were here today and we're just so grateful that you were able to join us. Thank you so much for being a part of this. We're so excited to be able to work with you a little bit more. And, and I hope people just flock to your channel and be able to find you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the offer, and I'm just thankful. And so with all of that, this is the end of our episode for Season 3 of BoxCast, the podcast. My name is Gary. 
And I'm Danielle. And as always, happy streaming.